Good morning. It's 7 o'clock on Utah's Morning News. I'm Amanda Dixon. Tim has the day off. KSL's top story on the 7 o'clock report. The state is not expected to have a ton of extra money to spend before the legislative session ends, and that could impact planned tax cuts. KSL News Radio's Adam Small begins our live team coverage, Eye on the Hill 2024. Adam? Amanda, the updated revenue estimates are set to be released at noon today, but while we don't have the hard numbers yet, Senate Budget Chairman Jerry Stevenson told reporters... You know, I'm going to tell you what I think. I think things are pretty flat. However, Senate President Stuart Adams says tax cuts are are still in the budget, but... We're going to measure twice, we're going to cut once, and we're going to do it with an eye to the future. So we're going to make sure we don't make a mistake. The Senate has also passed a bill that would lower the income tax rate from 4.65 to 4.55%. However, that still needs to clear the House and be signed off by Governor Spencer Cox. We'll keep you updated when we get those numbers in later today. Reporting live, Adam Small, KSL News Radio. Dyslexia could soon be added back into Utah's educational code. KSL News Radio's Heather Peterson explains. The bill's sponsor, Representative Susan Pulsifer, says the definition was removed several years ago when the state adopted a new reading assessment program called the Science of Reading. But Pulsifer says that's caused problems for some families. There are some that have it maybe in higher on the spectrum, you might say, stronger cases that need additional help to using the science of reading. And they might even qualify for special needs assistance. And that definition helps direct those. The bill has passed several committees, but still needs approval from the full House and Senate. Heather Peterson, KSL News Radio. The Democratic Party in Utah, the primary, excuse me, the Democratic primary in Utah could cost $1.5 million, but lawmakers might fork over only half of that. KSL News Radio's Peter Johnston is live with more. Peter? Amanda, I'm going to give another number for context by why that number seems high. Almost 300,000 Utahns could soon be getting a Democratic primary ballot. Lieutenant Governor Deidre Henderson requested a million and a half dollars to deliver those ballots and then to tabulate the results. Meanwhile, Republicans are running a different kind of thing called a preference poll at caucuses, meaning they have to physically show up to cast their ballots. Each presidential candidate from Donald Trump to Nikki Haley has given 50 grand to be on that ballot. State Senator Darren Owens chairs the budget subcommittee at the legislature, and he tells the Deseret News that there's no way that this Democratic primary does not get funded. Reporting live, Peter Johnston, KSL News Radio. The Utah Division of Outdoor Recreation is holding a day on the hill to catch the attention of Utah lawmakers. They'll be setting up booths this morning to talk about the importance of the recreation industry to the state. Our top national stories now. Former President Donald Trump's attorney has managed to take the focus off the 2020 election interference case and place it on the prosecutor, who is accused of having an intimate relationship with the lead investigator. ABC's Melissa Adon says the prosecutor is now firing back. The Fulton County District Attorney in Donald Trump's election interference case, Fonnie Willis, choosing to testify Thursday in a surprise move. You're confused. You think I'm on trial. These people are on trial for trying to steal an election in 2020. The questioning turning into sharp exchanges between Willis and lawyers of clients she's trying to convict. Mr. Wade is a southern gentleman. Me, not so much. Willis calling the lawyer who called her to the stand a liar. Melissa Don, ABC News, Los Angeles. Some people living in Salt Lake City's power district say they're excited about the newly unveiled plans surrounding a proposed Major League Baseball stadium, but they wish the planners would talk to them about what they need in their neighborhood. KSL TV's Kirsten Nunez spoke with City Council member Alejandro Poy. Poy was concerned at how little involvement he's had on such a big project, taking over a place he lives, loves, and represents. What is going to happen with North Temple when there's another game? We are 
already have issues with criminal activity and some other things. We don't want this to be a dead zone. Poi hopes any development will benefit locals in the district, not just people who travel to games. UDOT wants people to be aware of a Bangor Highway road closure this weekend starting tonight. KS on his radio's Emma Keddington. Tonight at 10 p.m., 4700 South on Bangor Highway will be closed. All east and west traffic will be detoured to accommodate some construction work. The road will be back up at 5 a.m. this coming Monday. The same closure is planned for the following weekend with the same schedule. UDOT spokesperson John Gleason says drivers should use either 4100 South or 5400 South as alternate routes. This construction is part of UDOT's plan to get rid of stoplights on Bangor Highway, switching them out with freeway style on and off ramps. Emma Keddington, KSL News Radio. Another traffic note: uh, drivers heading south on I-15, planning on going through Las Vegas, should be prepared for delays. Nevada is closing I-15 in both directions between Flamingo Road and Russell Road tonight through Monday morning for bridge work there. First look traffic on the seven o'clock report, and here is Andy Farnsworth. Right now, Amanda Travelers on I-15, having just a little bit of slowing around 33rd South as the last bit of uh, slowing clears out from the crash we had near 21st earlier. Road conditions are great, and so most of your drive is in really fantastic shape. Looks like it's some utility work at 6200 South, 2700 West, Taylorsville, Benyon, and that's the reason for the lane restrictions and some people being diverted in that area. I'm Andy Farnsworth in the KSL Traffic Center. A SWAT standoff that lasted several hours in Sandy overnight ended early this morning. But so far, police are keeping quiet on the details. We have been told the standoff started when U.S. Marshals were trying to serve a warrant. We are working to get an update on that this morning. Also happening overnight, a suspect driving away from police during a traffic stop got in a crash and is in the hospital in serious condition. This happened near 6200 South and 2700 West in Taylorsville. Police say the suspect first hit another car and then drove into a power pole. Several Los Angeles firefighters are in the hospital after a natural gas truck exploded. ABC's Matt Rivers is in Los Angeles. A natural gas truck exploded in Los Angeles. Nine firefighters injured, two of them critically. The truck, which ran on natural gas instead of diesel or gasoline, catching fire shortly before 7 a.m., firefighters rushing to the scene. Just six minutes later, one of the 100-gallon compressed natural gas tanks exploding. The nine injured firefighters transported to nearby hospitals. The gas from the second tank slowly released. About 150 firefighters responded to the fire. More people are now dying in the U.S. from smoking illegal drugs than injecting them. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says rising fentanyl is a main factor. A radiologist has discovered some hair types can be misinterpreted in brain scans. Radiologist Dr. Halel Moreski. That's what I discovered. That there really was a blank page in this literature on how to interpret imaging with uh, black and ethnic hair. Found that folks with braids could often get misdiagnosed with diseases or have costly imaging ordered because their hair could create some sort of illusion called an artifact on scans. He taught me and I was like, oh, this is a huge issue. Temple University Medical Student. Student Angela Udongwo started researching the lack of education on the subject. ABC's Danny News says Temple researchers are putting together training materials to help medical professionals avoid making a misdiagnosis in the future.
A once popular ice cream flavor has been booted from the top 10. You may scream for ice cream, but probably not chocolate chip. The International Dairy Foods Association, and yeah, there is such a thing, says the flavor is no longer among its top 10 ice cream flavors. The reason? Tastes change as our palates get more adventurous. Now vanilla studded with plenty of dark chocolate chips, a staple at places like Baskin Robbins and Howard Johnson's for decades, is taking a back seat to things like cookie dough salted caramel, and banana pudding. Daria Albinger, ABC News. All right, this is probably the grossest thing you're going to hear all day. Passengers on a Delta flight got an unpleasant surprise when maggots started dropping from an overhead compartment. <laughs> Philip Schult was on the flight. I saw eventually that there were, there were maggots on the chair. She was very freaked out, especially... When I actually saw a maggot fall on her, she got especially freaked out. Oh, I would have freaked out too. Okay, you're wondering where they came from. The maggots came from fish someone packed into their carry-on. <laughs> All righty then, 7.03.